we are here we are on, on week three of the Advent, and I'm really excited about today, but I wanted to continue on in the, in the Advent for just a minute before we introduce our really good friends from Guatemala, Nancy and Josue. But um, in, in, turn with me to the book of Luke. And this wasn't the worship good this morning? You know, that's an interesting saying. Worship should always be good because it's not about the music. It's really about our heart offering itself to God in the worship. But it does help when the music and the vocals are, are assisting at and, and, and they're under the anointing, and that's what was happening this morning. And um, just it's wonderful to be in his presence. Um, who? Just raise your hand if you really felt uh, a touch from God during the service this morning. Amen. Isn't that good? We want to continue to see that and press in because God has so much for us. He didn't come into the world so that we'd be miserable. He came to the world to give us life, life abundantly. And this morning we're talking about joy. And uh, we're going to go ahead and light the candles. We'll be burning the whole service. And um, what was the, does everyone, anyone remember what the first week was? That's right, hope. Hope was the first week. Second week, faith. Very good. Faith got that one. At, well, faith, you know, Ashley, that's our name, faith. And this week, we're talking about joy this week. And it wasn't that, that saying, oh, happy day. Isn't it a happy day when we understand who Jesus is? But, but reading in the book of Luke, chapter 2, starting in verse 8, and, and uh, this morning's candle is also is the shepherd's candle. It's the joy candle. Now, there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. I mean, you know, if you're afraid of this, this must be awesome. You know, you're not going to be afraid of a little fat cherub with wings. You know, but when the angels show up in the glory of the Lord, I mean, there is awesomeness in the angels of the Lord. And the angel said, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, for which will to be all, to be all to, nah, will be to all people. For there is born you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in a swaddling cloth, lying in a manger. And boy, there's so much teaching on this. I'm not going to go, but a manger is not this little wooden thing that we think it is. I mean, where he was at in, in the, uh, and it was really a cave, was just not a nice place to be. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let's go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger, another miracle that they found them. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had seen and heard as it was told to them. This morning as we, we celebrate this, this story should bring us joy. 
We should be marveling at God and marveling about the story, not just to what happened 2,000 years ago, but that what God is desiring and is doing in our own lives each and every day. And one of the things that helps that joy to come out is that the, doing the same things that the shepherds did. The shepherds went and told others. And as you tell what happened in your life and you tell the experiences and the things that God has done in your life, that joy begins to come back. See, as we begin to talk about all the negative stuff going on, what happens? We get more down. We get more depressed. But if we begin to explain and, and declare His goodness and the things that He does, the joy of God will begin to come back into our lives. And that's the third candle. That's what we're celebrating this week is the joy of the Lord and the shepherds. He picked the, the people who couldn't even testify in the court of law to proclaim Him. Shepherds were known to be liars. They couldn't even testify in, 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 a, in, a, in a case, really, in, in, the, in the courts, if you will. And He chose them. But they, they saw the goodness of God and they were greatly joyed. And that's what we want to do this week. Amen. Focus on the joy of God. Begin to explain to one another as we see them the good things that God has done and is doing. Hallelujah. This morning, I'm, I'm really uh, pleased to have my good friends from Guatemala come and... and um, uh, you know, I, I need to get better at this. I didn't write down any bio, but I think I know them well. We'll tr- see how we can do. Um, we get we met Nancy, Shannon and I, the family. We met Nancy in 2002. When we went down to Guatemala, she was there doing a, a summer trip. She was kind of spying out the land. She's a graduate of Biola, the Bible Institute of Los Angeles. She's a teacher, certified teacher. And she was down there going, God... Um, what do you want of me? And, and so we met her that first trip, and she made another trip, I believe, another spy trip after that. And then in 2003, she moved down there full time. Um, Nancy is uh, 30 years old this year, and so if you go back seven years, we have a 23-year-old young woman who took a huge step and moved to the Guatemala, not just anywhere in Guatemala. She lived in the city. And not just anywhere in the city, but in a pretty rough part of the city. And she taught a volunteer time and taught in a school. And during that time, she would come to Antigua. We got to know her well. She became part of our ministry, Lighthouse Ministry. She sang on our worship team. She attended our services. Um, Nancy attended a a, a Baptist church growing up. And we had the honor uh, of being part of the the people who explained more fully the gospel. And, And in 2004, Nancy was filled with the Holy Ghost. So she's a Pentaholy Baptocostal at this point. And, um, and so, you know, and we just saw her heart for the kids the whole time she was there. She just, um, she just loves children. And um, so, you know, fast forwarding as, as we came home, she stayed on. She got in, involved with another school locally in Antigua. And it was an integral part of their ministry for four years. Six? I'm getting old. For six years uh, she worked with a, a school there um, two years ago, well, more than two years ago, but two years ago she married this handsome young man sitting next to her. And Josue, I've gotten to know uh, over the last couple of years, got to know him better. He's a graduate, a uh, seminary graduate of the, the Bible Institute of Guatemala. He's working on his master's degree right now. But, uh, Josue is, uh, has, was a pastor in the Nazarene Church for four years in Antigua. Um, since they've been married, they've started a home church. 
They're both doing home visits. Last year, um, they would go and visit the homes through the school where they teach. They did 150 home visits last year where they would take food and the gospel and love to the houses. And so their heart is, is in children, in education, and in pastoring. They don't want to just educate, um, but they want to educate for true success. They want to educate um, in, in the gospel, but they, they understand that living in a third world country, if there's not a real change in the way of thinking, that they will fall back into old patterns, even in religion. And, and Guatemala is not isolated there. They have the majority, I believe it's 85%, is it that high still, of Catholic. Um, the rest of the country, most are evangelical. But then mixed in with that is a lot of idol worship from their past, from the Mayan religions. And so they want to uh, explain the gospel as they pastor whole families and teach and bring food. So their, their uh, ministry down there is, is, is broad, but they're focusing on bringing um, education and food and clothing as they bring the gospel in through, through that. And so this morning we get to do we get a couple things. Nancy's going to come and share about the ministry and just kind of life and things in, in Guatemala. And then Josue, and it's Josue, not Jose, it's Josue, which is Joshua, uh, different uh, than, than Jose, which is Joe. So his is Joshua, this is Josue. He's going to come and bring the word this morning. And uh, he's been learning English um, for the last couple of years. He's doing really well. He actually, um, you know, he reads and writes Greek. Um, he, is, he is a scholar. He's, he's a great guy. Um, I've enjoyed him. And I'm even getting used to his hair. <laughs> As his hair is, is new this year. And, uh, you know, he's, he had kind of curly hair. And this year he came with his dreads. I'm like, well, that's different. But, you know. And uh, so, but he's, he's, he's great. So we're going to have Nancy come and share. Ed, were you able to import that PowerPoint? Oh, it is already there. Look at that. All right, let's welcome Nancy Bryce Lemus. Wow, I should have just let him keep talking, and I just sit there and let him tell the story. Um, thank you. My name is Nancy and Josue. We are very, very happy to be here and enjoyed the worship this morning, and are very pleased to be able to share in this worship service and worship our our awesome God together this morning. Um, I am just impressed by Rob's memory. <laughs> But I want to give some context to basically what he said so you'll understand. Um, and I'm just going to have to say next slide because I don't know another way to do it. We are in Guatemala. So how many of you have actually been to Guatemala? Awesome. Excellent. I go to places and they're like, Guatemala, isn't that in Africa? No. <laughs> isn't that in South America? You're getting closer. It's actually right below Mexico. And it is a beautiful, beautiful country with volcanoes. That's the lake up there. They call it the place of eternal spring because it's always gorgeous. There are beautiful Mayan people there that wear outfits like this. There's over 23 different ethnic groups there, each with their own language. So it's a very diverse, very rich cultural place. And where we work now is in Antigua, which is a picture on the, the right of a picture over the valley. It's a valley with volcanoes around it, and it's about a like 10 by 10 block square and there are tons of people there and tons of immigrants from other tribes, other Mayans have come to look for work there. So it's kind of a mix of tourists, of Ladinos who have money, who are in this rich, rich colonial town, and then all these poor immigrants who have come in looking for, for jobs. Next slide, please. Um, Guatemala is a developing country, a third world country. Um, like it says up there, 40% 
live on less than $1 a day and 64 on less than $2 a day. And I can't imagine doing that. <laughs> I couldn't do that there. But it's amazing the level of poverty that is there. And it is normal for them. This is just the way, what they were born into, and a lot of them, what, how I will be forever. And so they have a very low level of life, the majority of the people there. It's a contrast because the other percent of the rich are super wealthy and have their house in Miami and then in another country and in Guatemala. And so it's very sharp contrast. Next slide, please. The health situation for those that are majorly poor is very, very difficult. Like it says up there, they live in dirt floors, a lot of them. There's no clean running water for nobody, even the rich have to buy bottled water because you can't drink the water there. And they don't have bathrooms. You can imagine just a family who's had diarrhea their whole lives and don't know any different because that's the water. We try to educate them and teach them to boil the water so you don't have to live with diarrhea, but it's almost normal, almost secondhand. I I know of someone who their daughter died of getting a fever because they didn't have a medicine cabinet with an aspirin in it to give them something to reduce the fever. So it's very sad how simple health things that we take for granted is detrimental to them. Next slide. Malnutrition. I learned this actually this year that Guatemala is the third highest in the world for chronic malnutrition. Every second a person dies, directly or indirectly, to malnutrition. Since I've been talking, there's already been, let's say it's been five minutes, I don't know, five times 60 is 300 people have died. Thank you. Imagine that. It says that there are nine... 125 million people in the world are malnourished, even though we have enough food produced in the world to supply not only for the 6 billion on the planet, but for 12 billion people. Yet there's 925 million that are malnourished. And in Guatemala alone, 1 million children under 5 that are malnourished. I was looking online for stats, because stats are always good for these kind of things, and I found a picture of one of those, well, I thought it was an African baby, you know, where you see the bones, and it's just, you're image of like world vision malnutrition but it was from his mother's hometown in Guatemala I was like oh my goodness he's like yeah didn't you know about the famine in 2006 I was like I didn't realize that it was that that strong that 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 people are dying of hunger (laughs) in a country where I live and so it's something that we do help but I didn't realize how big a help it was next slide Education, this is a big one for us. Education in Guatemala is not free, so most of those people who are living off a dollar, two dollars a day can't send their kids to school. Average family has about five or six kids, even though I know many families with a dozen, 13 kids. Imagine if you had a dollar a day, how are you going to buy the school supplies? (laughs) How are you going to buy the uniform? How are you going to pay for registration? How are you going to pay for a field trip so they can't go? And how are they going to go if, well, you need to help me work to sustain our family? You need to go pick coffee you need to go collect wood for our stove so a lot of children are not being educated so a lot of families who are in poverty have this hopeless desperate well here we are and we just got to survive each day and there's no way my life's going to be better or my kids lives are going to be better because there's no way out of it they don't really have a hope for the future next slide the spiritual climate of guatemala this is always something that is kind of difficult because it it it's kind of crazy. Um, they do have a Mayan heritage. Most of the people there are mixed Mayan and Spanish blood or just Mayan. So they have their Mayan gods. 
They have their Mayan spirituality. When the Spanish came in and conquered, they imposed Catholic. That's why everyone's Catholic, because you were either Catholic or you died. You were the Catholic or we didn't acknowledge your existence. So everyone became Catholic. So a lot of Mayan people, okay, Catholic God, I'll just add that right next to the sun God and the moon God and the corn dog. Corn God. <laughs> corn dog. <laughs> Woo. That'll help you remember. Corn dog, squat and mom. Anyway, Mayan background, the mixing of religious. It's called syncretism. So uh, that picture up in the right-hand corner is a Mayan lady sacrificing in the steps of a Catholic church. Happens today, Chichi Castanango. And so if you go and you share about our God, they're like, yeah, yeah, I know about God. A lot of people there know about God. They all know about God. Yeah, God exists, no problem. But what God are we talking about? And you share about your God, and they're like, oh, that's great, yeah. And in their mind, well, I got gods too, cool. So they know a lot about God, but they don't know our God. So what they really need is a need for discernment, and that's where I get really big on education, because in Guatemala, They've been suppressed. They've been oppressed. They just receive what people tell them, and all the information has the same value. One of our students in our school fell down, broke his arm. We took him to the hospital. He got a cast on it. The doctor told him it was important for his arm to be in the cast for it to heal, and we gave the parents some money to buy medicine for him. The parents took that money, took the kid to the witch doctor. The witch doctor said, you need to take that cast off. That's going to hurt your child's arm. And they gave him some drugs. Oh, he feels better. Look, it's not hurting anymore. This is good. So that's what they did. The witch doctor and the doctor had the same value, the same, same level. So what I tell them, what the Mormon person tells them, what the Jehovah's Witness tells them, what the witch doctor tells them, what the Catholic priest tells them, it's all information. All has the same value. So what do you do? Well, I can tell them and tell them and tell them. I can share my experience with them. But it's just the same. So something that I really think is super important for Guatemala that I think is the key to how Guatemalans are going to know our God and not just know about him, they need to know that this is the truth. And we need to teach them to be able to read it so that they can understand it, so that they can learn to evaluate what people say based on this. And it's amazing because when I go and teach in my classroom, I tell them, don't believe me because I said it. And they're like, what? Whoever stands up in front of me with a microphone, I believe whatever they say. They're very good about authority. Whoever's over me, whatever they say goes. So for me to come and say, don't believe me, they're like, what are you talking about? I mess up. (laughs) I make mistakes. You know, this doesn't have any mistakes in it. You need to know this. You need to evaluate what people say on this because this is God's word, and they know that. But they have all this other information that all just the same. So education is so big. And telling them whoever has a microphone isn't, God <laughs> doesn't have all-knowing information that you, should, you need to obey. You need to obey what God tells you to do. So next slide. So what we do is live for Jesus. <laughs> what we do is we form relationships. We get to know these people. Like Rob said, this year we went and visited the 150 families in the school we're working with. We, we know where they live. We know how they're doing. We pray for them. We bring them some food. We educate them. The projects we work with gives free education. So these families who are desperate and poor and don't have light at the end of the tunnel, oh, well, wait, I could send them here, and they'll get an education. They might be able to get a job. And wait, they even give us food so they don't have to go work so we can have food on the table. Oh, wait, and they even take care of our medical problems. Oh, wait, they even have a child psychologist to help with all these issues we're dealing with. So they have people who are meeting their basic needs, 
but also meeting their spiritual needs. We're not just there feeding the poor. We're not just there teaching math, English, Spanish, whatnot. We're there trying to teach people about God, not so that they know facts about him, but so they really know him. And in Spanish, it's really cool because there's two words for know. There's the word saber, which is just to know about, to like learn, to know two plus two is four, to know about people who live in different countries, to know about. But conocer, the other word for know, is when you've met them, when you've had a face-to-face encounter, when you've actually visited the country, you know that country, not just hear about it. So I want the people of Guatemala to conocer God, not just know about him. So that's what we do. Next slide. We were working with this project called Escuela Integrada. Uh, it has 150 families of the ones we visited. They had 16 graduates from high school, which is huge because in Guatemala, people don't graduate from high school. Um, they work with three different communities and have three different social workers. And now the project we're looking forward to working with next year, what we're planning on working, has 1,500 families has 98 high school graduates this year, 17 communities, and each family has a social worker. So we're looking forward to opening up our, our experience. Um, the people that we work with this year were telling us, you know, don't, don't feel bad about leaving us. You're going to go bless other people like you've blessed us. Um, and it, it was emotional for me because I've worked with them for six years. I know them. And it wasn't an easy decision. It's something we had to pray about a lot. And really seek what God wanted, but even the people we were working with, no, you've blessed us a ton. You need to go bless other people. I'm like, wow, <laughs> you got it better than I do. You got a better picture about what's going on, and thank you for telling me that. And yes, I want to go and share, not just about our God, but so people will know our God to other people that need it. Um, so that's what we're doing. Um, the next, the last slide is. Um, our address to, to support us. Please pray for us. The prayer is so very important. I've been encouraging people to pick a day of the month and every day that month to pray for us. Uh, I know when I was in college and I would pray for people, you say you pray for them, yeah, and then, then you forget. <laughs> and then if you get that newsletter or you hear something, oh, yeah, and you pray for them. So something that I do is that if you would pick a day and you give me your email or your mailing address, then I'll send you my update within that week of that day. So you can pray for me down that day. And my goal is that I have a person every day of the month so that every day of the year people are praying that God would do his ministry in Guatemala. So if you would feel led to do that, I would encourage you to do so. And I would love to be able to have people all over the place lifting up the people of Guatemala in prayer. So thank you very much, and and God bless you. There is a table in the back, I'm sorry, that has pictures and they have these little cards with ours. Please take one, put on your fridge or put in your Bible or someplace you'll see it. Um, It does have a web address on the back and our mailing address, so please pick one up before you leave. I'm going to turn it over to my husband, who loves to preach the word. Do you hear me? Bien, excelente. Excellent. Uh, buenos días. Good morning. Estoy muy emocionado de estar con ustedes el día I'm de hoy. I'm very excited to be with you today. Es muy agradable poder conocer a uh, nuevas personas. 
también compartir con nuestros amigos. Gracias, la hemos pasado bien. Y me siento muy privilegiado de estar con ustedes. Y por otro lado, con una gran responsabilidad encima. Seguro los pastores que están acá sabrán qué difícil es estar en una iglesia por primera vez. Y saben que han predicado toda la vida. Pero es una nueva iglesia. Y uno, ¿qué puede predicarle a ellos? Así que entre estos diálogos internos que tenía, So with these internal dialogue that I've had, no dudo que sea la gracia de Dios quien me recordó que lo importante no es que lo que yo predique. Sino que debo de enseñar la Biblia. But that I should teach what the Bible says. Que eso es lo importante. And that's what's important. eh, y eso me trajo un poco de tranquilidad. And this made me a little more calm, more Fue trained. por un momento porque de repente... It was for a moment because all of a sudden vuelvo a sentir bueno que predico I was like oh wait what should I preach <laughs> y volví a estar en este estado de nerviosismo so I'm kind of still in the state of nervousness bueno al final so at the end estoy convencido de I'm que, convinced that tal y como lo entendió Pablo just as Paul understood it toda la Biblia all of the Bible sirve para instruir is useful for teaching uh, ayuda para corregir For correcting, uh, inspira la vida cristiana. Inspiring the Christian life. Así que era tiempo de vivir lo que yo creo. ¿no? So it was time to live what I believe, right? Y seguro, estoy seguro, mis hermanos pastores sabrán que And es I'm una sure that my brother pastors will know that. Todos los días. Every day, that's what you have to do. Y en cada momento que necesitamos prepararnos para poder And every acá. moment we need to be prepared. Y hablando de experiencias, entonces. Speaking of experiences, uh, quisiera invitarles a que abran su Biblia en I el Evangelio like de Marcos. Y vamos a estudiar el Evangelio de Marcos. Mark, capítulo 1. Chapter 1. Eh, vamos a estudiar dos pasajes en este Evangelio. We're going to study two passages in this gospel. Que nos um, expondrán la experiencia de cinco personas que that se would talk about five different people. enfrentan con Jesús. How they, um, confront Jesus or they meet Jesus. Uh, la manera en que vamos a hacerlo y es la que a mí me ha gustado tiempo atrás es que dividiremos el estudio en dos partes. We're going to divide the study, Bible study into two parts. La primera parte es que vamos a estudiar el texto First we're going to study the text uh, con la mejor forma que podamos. In the best way that we can. Iremos frase por frase o palabra por phrase palabra. Phrase by phrase, word by word. O versículo si fuera necesario. Or verse by verse if it was necessary. Y de esa forma estudiaremos toda la narración. So we're going to study the whole narration. Yo les prometo esforzarme por no interrumpir una narración así. I promise to not try to interrupt the narration. Y esta narración la haremos así intentando recordar uh, las narraciones del primer siglo. So we're going to read the narration remembering the types of narrations from the first century. Los escritores de los evangelios eh, intentaban relatar una pequeña historia para aprender de ella. The authors of the first century tried to narrate a story for a certain point. Así que yo quiero continuar esta tradición. So I want to continue with this tradition. Eh, voy a intentar narrar la historia junto I'm con going ustedes. to try to read through the narration with you leyendo el texto bíblico tal y como lo tenemos reading the biblical text exactly how it is 
la segunda parte que tendremos, the second part that we'll have, uh, yo diré algunas conclusiones personales. I'll give some personal conclusions, pero créame que para mí esto ya no es tan importante. But believe me, this isn't the most important part. Porque yo espero que al finalizar la primera parte, because I would hope at the end of the first part, cada uno de nosotros hayamos tenido nuestra propia conclusión. We'll have our own conclusion, o nuestras diferentes conclusiones. Or our different conclusions based on what the text says. Yo espero que la Biblia sea quien nos hable de una forma directa. In a direct way. Y realmente eso sí me emociona mucho. And truly this excites me. ¿Están listos? Are you ready? Bien, empezamos entonces. Okay, let's start. Capítulo 1, versículo 14. Chapter 1, verse 14. Estaremos en la versión NBI. We are reading from the NIV. Intentaremos seguir esta versión entonces. Uh, después que encarcelaron a Juan, Jesús se fue a Galilea a anunciar las buenas nuevas de Dios. After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee proclaiming the good news of God. La narración del primer versículo que hemos leído nos coloca en este escenario eh, del tiempo en la vida de Jesús y también en la geografía de aquel lugar. And the geography of the time. Ha sucedido algo importante Something has happened important, que la primera iglesia lo recuerda muy bien. That the first church remembers it very well. Encarcelaron a Juan. They put John in prison. Hombre un poco loco, tal vez. That man that was kind of crazy. Que se vestía con ropas no adecuadas para la época. He didn't dress from the latest style. Con una dieta muy personalizada. That he had a really personalized diet. Con un aspecto tampoco no muy agradable. And his way of speaking wasn't that um, pleasing. Pero suficiente para impactar una nación entera. But the whole nation knew about him. Incluso a sus conquistadores. Even his conquerors. Este hombre no pasó inadvertido. This man wasn't, uh, in secret. Así que su manera de ser eh, Juan so his way of being John, es lo que logra que lo pongan en la cárcel. Is what other to put him in jail, y in no prison. se nos cuenta dónde está Jesús. And it say where Jesus is, pero nos dice que él se fue a Galilea. But he says that went to Galilee. Yo sé que muchos de nosotros estamos muy familiarizados con estas palabras. I know that many of us are familiar with these words. Y también con la historia. And also with this Yo voy a pedirles entonces que, utilizando nuestra familiaridad y el texto, intentemos usar nuestra imaginación. So I'm going to ask you to use our prior experience and knowledge to put a little imagination in how this scene was. Jesús llega a un pequeño pueblo. Jesus arrives at a small town. A las orillas de un lago. On the sides of a lake. Uh, se parece a esta ciudad. It, it, Could be this city. Eso no va a ser tan difícil, ¿verdad? It won't be so hard to imagine it then. Pero no era una ciudad del siglo XXI. But it wasn't a city from the 21st century. No había carros. There weren't cars. No había calles asfaltadas. There weren't asphalt streets. Tampoco streets. en esta geografía hay osos. And there weren't any bears in this geography. Hay leones. Sí hay leones y sí. There were lions. Estado desértico. And it was a desert area. Pero aquella comunidad de Galilea. But that community of Galilee. Era un pequeño pueblo con familias. It was a small town with families. Que todos se conocían. That everyone knew everybody. La noticia corría de boca en boca. News went from mouth to mouth. No hay radio, no hay internet. There wasn't radio or internet. Pero sí hay una buena boca. But there was a good mouth to share the word. There were good ears to hear it. Las historias van contándose. So the stories went. En Galilea. In Galilee. Hay dos formas de ganarse la vida. There are two ways to earn a living. Una será siendo un campesino que trabaja la tierra. One would be a farmer that works the land. Y otra será siendo un pescador. Another would be a fisherman. Algunas personas en la región de Jerusalén completamente. Some people in the greater region of Jerusalem. 
dadas las situaciones de pobreza, se dedicaban a hacer otros trabajos. Given to the situation of poverty, start doing other things. José era uno de estos tipos. Joseph was one of them. No, no trabajaba la tierra, no era pescador. He wasn't a fisherman or a farmer. Uh, era un artesano. He was an uh, era, artisan. Eran los que se dedicaban a arreglar las cosas que otros no podían. dedicated to fix the things that other people had that weren't. Diríamos hoy que era un ingeniero. He was like an engineer. Pero en los tiempos de Jesús, un ingeniero no tiene el prestigio de hoy. But in the times of Jesus, an engineer didn't have any prestige. Porque después de haber arreglado las casas de su propio pueblo, because after he'd fixed the houses of things of the people, tiene que ir a buscar otra. He has to go to look for more broken things. Y en Israel, la gente no anda cambiando de casa normalmente. And in Israel, people don't normally go from house to house to house. Pertenece a una comunidad pequeña. They are to one community. Y ahí está Jesús que regresa a una de estas comunidades. So Jesus comes to one of these communities con estos valores. With these type of values. Y es acá donde él se pone a hacer lo que sabe hacer. And it's there that he starts to do what he knows how to do. Empieza a anunciar las buenas nuevas del evangelio. He starts announcing the good news. El evangelio está en plural y no en singular. Good news is a plural, not just good news. Well, good news singular, but good news plural. <laughs> y no es porque sean muchas noticias. And it wasn't that there were many news sino habla lo expansivo de la noticia de Dios but it was a great big news y cuál es esta buena noticia and what was the good news versículo 15 verse 15 se ha cumplido el tiempo decía the time has come he said el reino de Dios está cerca the kingdom of God has come near arrepiéntanse y repent las buenas nuevas and believe the good news ay qué buena noticia what kind of good news is that hay un nuevo reino. There's a new kingdom. A nosotros nos emociona porque hemos aprendido bastante. We are excited because we've learned a lot sobre el reino de Dios. About the kingdom of God. Pero aquí la gente tenía But those un contraste diferente. Had a little contrast. ¿Se acuerdan quiénes gobernaban? Do you remember who was governing over them? Galilea para entonces. In Galilee in this time. Los romanos. The Romans. Y no eran tan amables. And they weren't so friendly. No eran democráticos. They weren't Democrats. Nada. <laughs> Ellos eran un imperio opresor. They were an oppressive eran, empire. Eran unos impíos. They were... Um, eran unos judíos. They... Oh, what is the word? <laughs> Impío. They were unpure. They were heathens. Paganos. Y la comparación de aquella gente probablemente era. And the comparison of those people were like, okay. Tenemos un nuevo reino. We have a new kingdom. Y este nos predica otro. We have a kingdom over us, and this guy is preaching a new one. Arrepentirnos de qué? And repent from what? Si el reino romano es está mal. If the Roman Empire is is bad. ¿Qué reino nos comunica este Jesús? What kind of kingdom is he talking about? ¿Qué necesitamos cambiar? What do we need to change? Si los que tienen que cambiar son los romanos. If it's not us who needs to change, it's the Romans that need to change. They need to go home. Aún así, even so, las palabras de Jesús y la forma que lo hacía, the words of Jesus and the way that he preached it, era tanto que la gente quedaba asombrada. Was done in such a way that the people were amazed. Conocemos los demás relatos donde la gente quedaba a con la boca abierta. We know in other stories where people had their mouths open. Al escuchar la enseñanza de Jesús sobre este nuevo reino. To hear the teachings of God about this new kingdom. Este nuevo reino implicaba 
a arrepentirse. This new kingdom implied repentance. Tendría que ser cambiar la manera de ser Israel para you entonces. Had, Israel had to change the way they were. Tendría que dejar de creerse que eran los mejores del mundo. They had to change the way of thinking that they were the best in the world. Y que había que empezar a ser buenos de veras. And they had to be good for real. Era un arrepentimiento. It was repentance. Aún así esto era una buena noticia. And even so, it was good news Porque Dios estaba cerca. Because God was near. Jamás Israel podría sentirse huérfano otra vez. Israel would never feel like an orphan again. Jesús comunicaba al Dios que estaba cerca. Because Jesus communicated that God was near. Y que era el padre de los hombres. And he was the father of the men. Y el padre de las mujeres. And the father of the women as well. Creando una generación de hijos e hijas. Creating a generation of Sons and daughters. Esta era parte de las cosas del reino de This Dios. was part of the kingdom of God. Que Jesús anunciaba. That Jesus was proclaiming. Así que él estaba allí. So he was there. En Galilea. In Galilee. Aquel pequeño pueblo con un sol brillante. That tiny town with a, uh, a strong sun. Y él decide caminar, versículo 16. And in verse 16 it says, as Jesus walked. Pasando por la orilla del mar de Galilea. Beside the sea of Galilee. Jesús vio a Simón y a su hermano Andrés. He saw Simon and his brother Andrew. Que echaban la red al lago, pues eran pescadores. Casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Una nueva escena, ¿no? We're at a new scene now. Jesús camina en uno de sus lugares favoritos. Jesus is walking in one of his favorite places. Y seguro no es tan difícil imaginar a Jesús caminando en la playa. And it wasn't, it shouldn't be difficult to imagine Jesus walking by the lake. Y él está observando que dos de personas que ha visto continuamente and he is seeing two people that surely has seen before Simon y Andrés Simon and Andrew están lanzando la red they're throwing their nets into the lake están haciendo su trabajo they're doing their job allí en la orilla del mar they're on the side of the sea or the lake of Galilee bueno no sabemos que también les iba tentando pescar ahí tan cerca ¿no? well I don't know what they're doing trying to fish so close to the, the shore but pero ellos lo están haciendo allí but they were doing it Marcos nos recuerda que ellos eran unos pescadores. Mark reminds us that they were fishermen. Ese era su trabajo. That was their job. Trabajo importante, ya dijimos. An important job that we had already mentioned. Ah. Allí los ve Jesús y versículo 17. There Jesus sees them and in verse interactúa, 17 interactúa con ellos. He interacts with them. Y les dice, vengan y síganme. Come, follow me, said Jesus. Y los haré pescadores de hombres. And I will send you out to fish for people. Algo ha sucedido ahora. Something has happened now. ¿Será que Jesús quiere que cambien de trabajo? Do you think Jesus wants them to change their job? ¿O de profesión? Or their profession? Hoy sería como dejar de ser ingeniero. Today would be like not being an engineer. Y te vas a convertir evangelista. And you're going to be an evangelist. Eso no es tan rentable, ¿o sí? That doesn't sound like a good paying job. <laughs> Para aquel pueblo no están pensando en niveles económicos tampoco. For that town, they weren't thinking of economic situations either. Uh, ganar o no dinero era lo que menos les preocupaba ¿se recuerdan la oración del Padre Nuestro? ¿remember the prayer of the Lord's Prayer? el pan de cada día the daily bread no era el pan para el mes it wasn't bread for the month era el pan para un día it was the daily bread y esa era una oración comunitaria and this was a community prayer pero algo entonces está intentando hacer Jesús con esta gente. So Jesus is trying to do something with these people. Como ya dijimos, ser I, pescador era algo importante. As we said, being a fisherman was an important job. También tenía que ver con su propia identidad de quiénes eran. It also had to do with their identity with who they were. Jesús les invita a cambiar esta identidad. And Jesus invites them to change this identity. 
El asunto no era simplemente ganarse la vida como hombres honrados. It wasn't just make a living as an honored man. Era tomar a otros hombres y animarles a vivir honradamente. Take some other men and encourage them to live in an honored way. Era un nuevo estilo de vida. It was a new style of life. Era una nueva forma de ser. It was a new way of living. Pero qué sucedió? And what happened? Versículo 18. Verse 18. Al momento dejaron las redes y le siguieron. At once they left their nets and followed him. ¿Qué tenía este Jesús que hace que dos personas con un buen prestigio? What did Jesus have that these two men that had a good job? Dejen su trabajo. Would just leave their job. Y decidan seguir a un hombre que no tiene casa. And decide to follow this man who didn't even have a home. Como sea lo sigan. However it was, they decided to follow him. El Evangelio de Marcos nos cuenta que este seguimiento the Gospel of Mark tells us that this uh, way of following him era un seguimiento inteligente. was an intelligent move. Tenían conciencia de lo que estaban haciendo. They were conscious of what they were doing. Era un seguimiento por convicción y no por emoción. It was a decision made on their conviction and not on their emotion. Pedro, inteligente. Peter, an intelligent man. Y con convicción. And with conviction. Qué interesante, cómo lo recuerda Marcos. How interesting the way Mark remembers this. Y su hermano this. también. And his brother Andrew as well. Pero más adelante en el mismo lugar. Well, a little later in the same place. Versículo 19. Verse 19. Un poco más adelante vio a Jacob y a su hermano Juan. When he had gone a little further, he saw James, son of Zebedee. Hijos de Zebedeo. Sons of Zebedee. Que estaban en su barca remendando las redes. And his brother John in a boat preparing their nets. Si nos ponemos atención, algo ha cambiado en este escenario. Something has changed in this scene. No hay hombres en la orilla. There are people on the side of the lake. Hay hombres que están en una barca. There are men that are inside a boat. Está su padre. And his father, their father is there. Ellos están remendando sus redes. They are preparing the nets. Estos son otros pescadores. These are other fishermen. Pero parece que están en una condición social diferente. But it appears that their social or their economic condition is a little better. Pero a estos, versículo 20, dice, enseguida los llamó. Says, Without delay he called them. Y ellos dejando a su padre Zebedeo en And la barca, they left their father Zebedee in the boat, con los jornaleros, with the hired men, se fueron con Jesús. And followed him. Intentamos hacer un inventario de lo que estos han dejado ahora. So let's try to make an inventory of what they have left. ¿Me ayudan al versículo 20? Will you help me in verse 20? Dejaron a su papá. They left their father y a sus jornaleros and the hired men en la barca in the boat y se fueron con Jesús and they went with Jesus ah, no solo eran redes como so, en otro grupo it wasn't just some nets like the other two estos podrían ser hijos de papi y de mami, ¿no? these could be uh, good sons of mom and dad mom and dad boys tenían una pequeña empresa familiar they had their own family business pero el llamamiento de Jesús era algo que ellos les But Jesus' calling to them was something that drew them. Y deciden dejarlo. And they decided to leave. A su padre. Of their father. Su trabajo. Their work. Su barca. Their boat. Vayamos al capítulo 2, versículo 13. Let's go to chapter 2, verse 13. Veremos un nuevo encuentro. We're going to see a new encounter. De nuevo salió Jesús a la orilla del lago. Chapter 2, verse 13. Once again, Jesus went out beside the lake. Toda la gente acudía a él y él les enseñaba. A large crowd came to him and he began to teach them. Es nuevamente aquella escena del principio. Once again, we're at that scene on the lake. Jesús predicador. 
Jesus, the preacher, en la misma orilla, in the same side of the lake, en aquel lago donde está el comercio, on that lake where they have all the commerce and the fishermen, toda la vida de aquel pueblo, and all the life of that town, esta vez lleno de montón de gente que está deseosa de escuchar la enseñanza de Jesús, and this time so many people that are there desiring to hear Jesus, y Jesús caminando, versículo 14, and Jesus walking in verse 14, al pasar vio a Levi, hijo de Alfeo, donde éste cobraba impuestos. As he walked along, he saw Levi, son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax collector's booth. Y Jesús le dijo, Sígueme. Follow me, Jesus told him. Vamos a detenernos un momento. And we're going to stop right there. ¿Dónde estaba este hombre? Where was this man? También en su lugar de trabajo. It was his workplace as well. Y seguramente se está cobrando impuestos. And surely he was charging the taxes. Él estaba muy cómodo. He was comfortable. Podemos imaginarnos una bonita silla. We can imagine him sitting in a nice chair. No habían respaldos. There weren't any backings on the chairs in those days. Pero él tenía su silla. But he had a chair. Y podríamos imaginarnos una pequeña tienda que le sirve de sombra. And we can imagine a little um, thing to give him shade. Uh, con la mejor ropa que podría tener para entonces. And with the best clothes of those days. No tenía buen prestigio. He wasn't, he didn't have a lot of prestige. Era un cobrador de impuestos. He was a tax collector. ¿Cuántos aman a los que cobran impuestos? How many of those love those that charge them taxes? Hoy seguro más o menos. Oh, maybe, maybe a little more nowadays. En el tiempo de Jesús, este individuo. But in the times of Jesus, this guy. Ha vendido a la patria. Had sold out his country. Se ha relacionado con los romanos. He had re related himself with the Romans. Este se ha de parecer al mismo diablo encima. He was like the devil himself. Este era Levi. This was Levi. Que estaba trabajando. That was working. Tenía un negocio. He had his own business. Tenía un trabajo honrado también. He had his own honored work job as well. A este señor, this man, Jesus también le dice que le sigue. Jesus tells him, follow me. ¿Y qué es lo que dice la final, parte final de what does the 14? last part of verse 14 say? He got up and followed him. Dejó su estatus de comodidad. He left his status of comfortableness probablemente no su prestigio and probably not his prestige pero sí su dinero but his money y su forma fácil de ganar and his easy living pero algo más pasa but something else happens versículo 15 verse 15 sucedió que estando Jesús a la mesa en casa de Leví muchos se sentaron con él y sus discípulos pues ya eran muchos los que le seguían while Jesus was having dinner at Levi's house many tax collectors and sinners were eating with him and his disciples For there were many who followed him. No sabemos a qué horas Jesús llamó a Levi. We don't know what time it was when Jesus called Levi. El tiempo de la historia que se nos narra es más grande de lo que nosotros estamos leyendo. The time in which the, is being narrated is greater in which we know. Pero recordamos que a los israelitas les gusta comer. But we remember that the Israelites like to eat. A nosotros también, ¿no? We do too, right? Así que están reunidos a la mesa. So they're meeting around the table. Uh, imaginémonos que es la noche y es la hora de comer lo suficiente. We can imagine that maybe it's at night and it's the time to eat a good dinner. ¿Dónde está Jesús? Where's Jesus? Sentado en la mesa de este hombre. Seated at the table with this man. Y vamos a ver cómo describe Marcos la gente que rodeaba a Jesús. And let's noche. see how Mark describes the people that are around him at this evening. Eran recaudadores de impuestos. They were tax collectors. Y pecadores. And sinners. Y otros sus discípulos. And his disciples. Nosotros digamos, bueno, ¿cuál es el problema con eso? And we say, well, what's the problem with that? 
son trabajadores. They're workers. Pero en los tiempos de Jesús no But era. In the times of Jesus it wasn't like that. Pareciera ser que recaudadores de impuestos it appears that tax collectors sinónimo de pecadores. were synonymous with is that a word synonymous? Okay, good. <laughs> with sinners, tax collectors and sinners were one and the same. Y Jesús está sentado and Jesus is there seated con esta gente de with this kind of people reputación with people with a reputation dudosa. that is a doubtful yo he experimentado esta actitud algunas veces I've experimented this attitude sometimes permítame un pequeño paréntesis so allow me to have a little parenthesis uh, en cierta ocasión fui a una de las fiestas de Antigua one time I went to one of the parties in Antigua en un pequeño pueblo in a little town para Semana Santa for Holy Week donde se adorna uh, la iglesia con alfombras gigantescas where they decorate the churches with huge wood sawdust carpet y el frente de la iglesia se adorna con una nueva pintura and in front of the church there's a large painting la idea es recordar algún pasaje del Evangelio de Jesús. Pero tal y como sucede en Latinoamérica, eso era una fiesta. Así que fuera de la iglesia hay bastante comida. So outside the church there were tons of food. Hay regalos. There were gifts. Pero hay mucho más comida. But there was more food. Esa noche yo fui allí. This night I went there. Salí, eh, decidí comer algo. I went out and decided to eat something. Y cuando ya venía de regreso a casa, and when I returned home, yo fui solo, encontré con unos amigos que había conocido en el parque. I encountered some friends that I had met in the park. Ellos eran personas homosexuales. They were gay people, homosexual. Y me preguntan, ¿a dónde vas? And they asked me, where are you going? Bueno, voy para casa, es tarde. I said, I'm going home, it's kind of late. Son las 11 de la noche. It's 11 de... at night, it's time to go to bed. Entonces dicen, bueno, vámonos. So they said, okay, let's go. Bueno, ¿por qué no? Vamos a caminar con ellos para casa. Okay, let's walk together. Es, es un kilómetro. Es It's about a kilometer. Para llegar a Antigua. To go to Antigua. Cuando íbamos llegando cerca a la Antigua. When we were getting close to Antigua. Bueno, unos muchachos dentro de un carro. Some young people within a car. Inside a car. Gritan, homosexuales. Yells at us. You gays. Los vamos a volver hombres. You should be real men. Yo pensé para mí mismo. And I thought to myself, Yo no soy un homosexual. I'm not a homosexual. Sentí correr hacia adelante. I felt like running out in front. Dije, no, pero ellos, yo vengo con ellos. But I said, but I'm walking with them. I don't want to leave them behind. Ay, pero qué feo me sentí. Oh, but I felt so bad inside. Se me acusó de algo que yo They no were era. accusing me of something that I wasn't. Y solo fui amable. And I was just being nice walking with them. No me quita nada caminar con gente. It doesn't remove anything for me to walk with them. Pero ese día aprendí lo que es el acusado de but una that mala day, I learned what it felt like to be accused of a bad reputation. No me sentí respetado. It meant I didn't feel respected. Y también pude sentir como se le falta respeto a alguien simplemente porque no es igual. Creo que esta era la escena que rodeaba a Jesús. I think this was the type of scene Jesus was in. Él no era un pecador. He wasn't a sinner. Tampoco era un recaudador. And he wasn't a tax collector. Pero estaba en la mesa con ellos. But he was with them. Había una fiesta. There was a party. Una fiesta para aquella gente. A party for these people. Que había escuchado a Jesús decir. That had heard Jesus. Arrepiéntanse. Speak repentance. Es una cosa extraordinaria. It was an extraordinary thing. Como la gente que tiene tan mala reputación. How the people who had such a bad reputation. En lugar de ponerse a llorar por su pecado. And instead of crying about their sin. Se sienten tan felices. They que felt so happy. Tienen una fiesta. That they had a party with Jesus. Algo ha cambiado en su Something vida. Something had in their life, really. Y Jesús está allí. And Jesus is there. Y el texto nos cuenta. And the text tells us 
que ya eran muchos los que le seguían. That it was many that followed him. Nuevamente esta palabra de seguir con convicción. Newly, once again, this word that means to follow him with conviction. Con inteligencia. With intelligence. Se habían juntado no porque se sentían emocionados. They joined with him not just because it was the cool thing to do or an emotional thing. Ya lo habían evaluado. They had evaluated it. Y dijeron este hombre que no tiene casa. And they decided this man, even though he doesn't have a house, nos dice que el reino de Dios está. Tells us that the kingdom of God is near. Hay que celebrarlo. So we got to celebrate. Ya no estamos solos. We're not alone anymore. Y esta era la fiesta de aquella And this was the party of this night. Versículo 16. Verse 16. Cuando los maestros de la ley, when the teachers of the law, que eran fariseos, who were Pharisees, vieron con qué comía, le preguntaron a sus discípulos. Saw him eating with the sinners and tax collectors. Y este que come con recaudadores de impuestos y con pecadores. They asked his disciples, why does he eat with the tax collectors and sinners? Qué indignación de estos otros hombres. What indignation that the Pharisees had towards him. Han visto a un maestro que enseña la Torah con autoridad. They saw a teacher who had taught the Torah, the Bible, with authority. Y ahora lo ven en una fiesta. And now he's at a party with these guys. Repugnante. Oh, that's disgusting. ¿Qué le pasa a este? What's wrong with him? Ah, this is the son of God. ¿Qué está haciendo allí? What is he doing there? Oh my goodness. Dios mío. Jesús tenía una respuesta para ellos. Jesus had an answer for them. No son los sanos los que necesitan de médico, sino los enfermos. On hearing this, Jesus said to them, "It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick." Y no he venido a llamar a los justos, sino a los pecadores. And I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Se recuerdan con las buenas nuevas? Remember the good news. Era el arrepentimiento que it was era. repentance that he proclaimed y el arrepentimiento tal y como nos comunica el evangelio and repentance just as the gospel tells us era un arrepentimiento que provocaba gozo was a repentance that provoked joy para los pecadores for the sinners para los que eran muy buenos for those that were very good provocaba indignación it produced indignation y tristeza and sadness a lo mejor odio también and maybe even hate Bien. Okay. Hasta ahí podemos terminar el relato. So, we finished the narration. Yo espero haber convertido mi primer objetivo. I hope that I have achieved my first objective. Estoy seguro que algunos de ustedes tienen algunas aplicaciones. I'm sure some of you have already applied some of this to you. Si me permiten, solo quisiera recordar tres cosas que me so, dijeron los discípulos. The first thing is that Jesus called his disciples y a la gente and people en su lugar cotidiano in their everyday lives. Uh, no los invita que vayan a su casa para enseñarles lo bueno que es. He doesn't invite them to his house so that he can teach them how good he is. Él camina donde ellos están. He walks where they were. Y los llama justamente cuando ellos están ocupados. And he calls them right when they're busy doing what they do. Él está ahí con ellos. He's there with them. Comparte la misma vida que todos. He shares the same life with everybody. Aunque anuncia una vida diferente. Even though he announces and proclaims a different life. Y cuando se trata entonces de buscar discípulos, so me recuerda a mí estar donde la gente está. I where the are at. Y no en mi espacio de comodidad, eh, donde siempre estoy muy cómodo y feliz. Sino donde ahí donde se corren riesgos también. Pedro hubiera podido decir un día, no gracias Jesús. Peter could have said one day, no thanks Jesus. 
y dejar a que Jesús plantado y burlado y en lo ridículo. And leave Jesus there, ridicule, despise, and go his own way. Jesús corrió ese riesgo. Jesus took that risk. Lo llamó ahí. He called them in front of everybody. Lo hizo. He did it. Una segunda cosa. Another thing. No sé aquí, pero en Guatemala muchas veces el arrepentimiento se comunica. I don't know about here, but in Guatemala many times repentance is communicated como una expresión de tanta angustia. With an expression of so much anguish. Varias veces yo he estado en algunas iglesias Many times I've been in, different churches, en que mi forma de andar no parece tan normal. Y algunos piadosos and some pious people se acercan para decirme, mira, tú sos un pecador. Estás muy malo en tu vida. And you've done lots of bad things in your life. Tomas cerveza. You've drunk beer. Y así no vas a ir al cielo. And you're not going to be able to go to heaven. Y la verdad que and the truth is, no quiero estar con ellos. I don't want to be around them. Y no les he dicho que soy cristiano. I haven't told them I'm a Christian. Porque si no van a hacer otra cosa contigo. Because if I tell them I'm a Christian, they're going to start another real, another spiel with me. Pero parece que el arrepentimiento no se comunica con gracia. Y menos porque se le ha dado valor a algo diferente. Cuando recuerdo el Evangelio y lo veo, Marcos nos dice que Jesús anunciaba el reino de Dios. Mark says that Jesus proclaimed the kingdom of God. Después era el arrepentimiento. And then it was repentance. No era el arrepentimiento para el reino. It wasn't you have to repent to get to the kingdom. Ya que Dios estaba ahí presente. Now that God is there present. Hay que cambiar las cosas. You got to change some things. Esto era lo que les motivaba. That's what motivated the people. No era quitarse los pecados. It wasn't trying to remove their sin. Eso está en negativo. That would be in the negative sense. El evangelio era comunicado. The gospel was communicate algo positive, something positive. Dios está cerca. Jesus is near. God is near. His kingdom is near. ¿Y por qué no vamos a cambiar? So why not we change? Eso era muy normal en su época. That was normal in his time. El reino de los romanos entró. The kingdom of Romans came. Tuvieron que hacer algunos cambios. Ahora el reino de Dios está Now the kingdom of God is there. Y exigía nuevos cambios. And it required some changes. La presencia de Dios. The presence of God. Provocaba los cambios. Provoked change. La presencia de Jesús the presence of Jesus provocaba los cambios. Provoked the change. Los cambios the changes no hacen que el reino de Dios venga. Es la presencia de este reino que invita a los cambios. That invites the change. Una tercera cosa. The last thing, the third thing. Y es la que me pone muchas veces muy nervioso And sometimes it makes me a, little nervous. a dedicar mucho de mi Cerebro en estas ideas. Dedicate much of my brain to these ideas. Pero quiénes eran los que conocían la Biblia para entonces? But who were the people that knew the Bible in this day and age? Los fariseos. The Pharisees. Nosotros hemos aprendido una imagen. We have learned an image. No tan realista de aquellos hombres. That isn't so realistic of these Pharisees. Pero estos eran los hombres buenos. But they were the good guys. Jesús le dice que son sanos. Jesus says they are healthy. Ellos no están enfermos. They weren't sick. Eran personas respetadas. They were respected people. 
Eran personas que sabían la Torah. They were people that knew the Torah, the Bible. Eran los maestros. They were the teachers. Hoy podríamos imaginarnos. Today we could imagine them. Uh, en los eventos de graduación. We could imagine in a graduation. Aquellas personas con sus togas. The people with their togas. Con sus uh, atuendos. With their things. <laughs> caminando en esta posición. Walking like this in front. Son los doctores del conocimiento. They are the people who have all the knowledge. ¿Cómo no nos emocionamos cuando los saludamos? Independientemente de la ciencia que ellos tienen su doctorado. En estos tiempos era similar. Ustedes pueden imaginarse a un doctor que se encuentra allí. Pensando que tiene que cambiar. Thinking that they would have to change. Y menos si es un personaje que conoce la Biblia. And even if less is the person who knows the Bible. No, no vamos a pensar no. que tiene que cambiar. No, we wouldn't think they'd have to change. Vamos a querer sentarnos para escuchar lo que. We would want to sit and listen to hear what they had to say. Estos eran los fariseos. These were the Pharisees. Personas respetables. Respected people. Y el Evangelio los los recuerda ahí como importantes pero son otro grupo que tiene un problema son demasiado buenos para el reino de Dios pero tal y como podemos leer el evangelio y recordarlo como la iglesia primitiva la pregunta será hoy ¿quiénes son los importantes? Oops. In the church, los pastores, <gasps> the pastors, algunos piadosos cristianos, some pious Christians, conocedores de la Biblia, that know the Bible. ¿Ven por qué me preocupa? You see why it makes me a little nervous? Porque a lo mejor estoy viendo a caminar Jesús. Because maybe I see Jesus walking. Ahí con la gente no deseada. With the people who aren't very desirable. Me pregunta, ¿y este Jesús qué está haciendo? And I'm the one asking, what is he doing there? Y no quiero entrar a la fiesta. And I don't want to go to the party. Ahí está Jesús, sí, pero. There's Jesus, but. ¿Por qué no está conmigo? Why isn't he with me? Si yo conozco cómo ser. If I know. Las parábolas y las historias. The parables and the stories in the Bible. Estoy convencido que han de leerse en estas perspectivas. I'm convinced should be read in this perspective. Los personajes malos también enseñan. The bad characters teach us as well. Toda la Biblia es útil para. All the Bible is useful for teaching. Correct. Esta es una tercera que a mí me pone a pensar. And this is a third thing that makes me think. Gracias por escucharme. Thank you for listening to me. Dios les bendiga. God bless you. close the service but let's close this word in prayer and I was about to start praying in Spanish I'm in my, I'm in my I got to hear two messages this morning she did very well it was the same message it was it was very good not that she, her Spanish is ten times better than mine but Father we thank you for your word Father we thank you for just delivering it and expounding on it for us 
God, help us to be those who would, God, love sinners. Help us to realize our, our own place. God, that we are welcoming the kingdom of God. And that joy of the kingdom of God is what makes us desire to change. God, because we love you. Father, challenge us and change us through this word. Not just today, God, but through our lives. Help us to look at ourselves and those around us differently. Help us to welcome the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name. Amen. We want to give you an opportunity this morning. Um, they do have information on the back table if you want to want to get some information. But we want to give an opportunity to give into this ministry this morning. And, uh, you know, we, we normally don't take up offerings because our offering boxes are on the back. And so, but this offering we're going to take right now uh, would go directly to um, the ministry that they're doing in Guatemala. And so, um, but go ahead and come forward, you guys, and and um, let's uh, just let's as, as before we do this, let's pray a blessing on this this offering. And you know, you're not obligated to give. You're also you know, there's going to be opportunities in the future to connect with them through the information to become a monthly supporter or just a prayer supporter. And uh, so, but God, we pray that as they're here for this uh, six weeks in the States and, and uh, raising awareness for the ministry that they're doing, God, I pray that you would meet their needs financially. God, as they'd go back and even in this change, God, that you would provide for their every need, that they would continue to be able to preach the word and, and teach, God, and bring uh, clothing and food to the families that they're ministering with, God. Bless this offering, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. And I, you know, as, as, we're, as we're going on this, I think we got all the uh, announcements. You know, come and decorate with us today. We'll have some hot chocolate and cider and a, and a good time. Um, and I want to encourage, you know, all, all the cell groups, make sure you're gathering together, having your, your parties. We're, we're having a party at our cell this Wednesday uh, for our, our Christmas celebration. So make sure you're enjoying that. If you don't have a, a group, a cell group that you're attached with, on the back of the bulletin, there's a, a list of different groups that meet throughout the week. Make sure you call them before showing up this week in case they're doing something different. Um, you know, and, and, uh, but, but come out and enjoy those things. And, um, hey, man, was there? Hmm? Yeah. What should it say? 6.30. Which one is that? And you're, well, so you got there really early. Yeah. How cool is that? Damn Oh, let's all get there at six then. Um, I want to thank you for coming, personally. This, uh, really. I just feel very connected immediately. And I just want to say to you as we're giving, Jesus taught in, in Matthew chapter 6, said, don't lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. Verse 21 so important to us. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. This is a constancy of human nature, and God knows this about us. And so when you gave this morning or if you give in the future, one thing you should look for is a connection between your heart and what God's doing. It's not about quantity at all. 
You could give a little or you could give a lot. You know, Jesus was admired and grabbed his disciples and said, look at this little widow that gave two mites. He was very impressed with her. And, and so it wasn't about quantity. It was about connecting. And so I really like when we take these offerings because I believe we make a connection. Our heart, our treasure go to the same place. And so we don't just give you a little money today here. We give you a piece of our heart. And may God continue that for us in the future. I, I, feel, I feel really good about this connection, and I'm grateful for it. And I'll tell you why specifically for you later. Okay? <laughs> That's not a threat. It's just an encouragement. It's hopefully an encouragement. Uh, well, God bless you. I, don't think, I think that's it. I just want to make sure you understood when we take up an offering, it's not always about money. I mean, if you could look, i, I got to find a penny. i got to find a, a dollar. i got to find something. You know, put your pen in, something, whatever you've got. Say, I need, you know, here, take this. Um, something that says, I need to be connected. And, and let's have that happen. So, Father, connect our hearts with what you're doing. Help us to understand our role and our place as this goes continuing in the future. Uh, we dedicate ourselves and our congregation to being faithful and obedient to you in Jesus' name. Amen. I, bless you. I hope you get a chance to stop at the table. Maybe you guys should run back there and let them hug you and stuff.